Welcome back to another episode of All Out Necessity. I am your host, Elo, and today I have a very, very special guest, a songwriter, musician, producer, psalmist, all that good stuff. He even acts sometimes. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Karee. Ike Nice, What's how up, are you? Elo? How you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm awesome, thank you for having me. Of course, of course, thank you for coming. Come on, man, I, this is dope. <laughs> I get a chance to sit down and talk about life and have fun, it's cool. Let's I know, go. so let's just jump right into it. Where Absolutely. did Ike Nice come from? Like, that name? Yeah. Oh, man. Because, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I'm not big on nicknames and giving myself a nickname, so I was working on an album with uh, a group that I was a part of called Men of Standard. And uh, we were working on a, a solo album, I mean, our, our group album, and the album was entitled Surrounded. So Warren Campbell produced that album. And uh, we were doing this song called I Will. And Warren has been good at just giving people nicknames on albums just impromptu. Yeah. So he was doing the intro, and he got to me, he was like, Ike Nice. And then we was like, oh, okay, cool. I remember <laughs> and that. And it just yeah. kind of stuck. So people call me that. I don't really go by that, but it don't bother me either. How do you not go by that's your Instagram handle? I just kind of bought into <laughs> it, but it's not like I'm like, hi, I'm like Isaac Kareem, AKA Ike Nice. I don't need do that. I know, but that's kind of catchy, so. It's cool. It's cool. Man, y'all, I don't oh. dislike it. It's just that I just think it's a little, I think it's cool when other people say it. Uh, and I don't reference myself as Ike Nice. I'm just Isaac. Got it. But I could be Ike Nice today. <laughs> what up? It's your boy Ike Nice. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so you mentioned a little bit about men of standard. Uh -huh. um, what was that like just starting out in music and then joining that group? Mm -hmm. Because they're one of my favorites. Really? Between men of standard and commission. So wow. I don't know who would be that versus with me because I would be cheering for both. But I probably would go with commission. <laughs> and I'll say with men of standard. Definitely, definitely more hits. But um, wow. y'all still got the shade. I'm, I'm just saying, y'all. It's just neck and neck in regards to the music and mm. everything that is done for the industry. So, um, yeah, how did that, you know, I know you said something about John P. Key. Yeah, yeah. So so I started my career in 1990 with John P. Key. I've been knowing him since I was a, a, a kid. You know, literally him, my mom, we're close. He's from North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. And my mom was a, a singer and all that stuff. So she was kind of known in the North Carolina area. So her and John were, you know, really cool. Uh, he brought her to the city to do concerts and stuff. Okay. So he knew I could sing as a child, but as I got older, he started like branching out, wanting to do like a guy group and all this stuff. So he asked my mom, could I come sing with him? And I went to, I moved to Charlotte and I sang with John P. Key for four years. And out of that movement, uh, Lowell, the other co-founder of Men of Standard, he was, already, he was singing with John P. Key. So we met there. Okay. And then we, when, when, our, when our season was up with him and our journey was over with him, we went and started our own group two years later. And uh, we grabbed two more guys and named them in the standards. So for me, um, it was a dream of ours to have a guy group because Lowell uh, was a big fan of the Winans. Mm, okay. I was a big fan of Commission. Okay. And I say to this day, uh, the reason I'm singing is for two reasons. My mama made me and Commission came out. Yeah. Because when they came out, I, I used to hate singing. Really? I, yeah, because you know, you know I, I've been in church all my life, right? Yeah. So back in the day when he was growing up, singing in church wasn't cool. It's cool now. <laughs> but back then it wasn't cool. You used to get picked on, you used to get laughed at. I, you know, I was trying to be 
Yeah. Uh, fly guy, play sports. I was trying to be cool. I wasn't trying to be as a church boy. Yeah. And when Commission came out, that's the first time I felt like singing was cool. They had the fly haircuts, the fly gear mm-hmm. at the time. I was like, yo, I want to <laughs> do that. So when we started Men of Standard, mm-hmm. we, we always said that our group was a cross between the whiners and Commission. So if you like, if Commission the whiners had a baby, it would be Men of Standard. Yeah, so that's how it was. So uh, yeah, man, and, and we did, we went on to do five albums and, and we even uh, talking about working on a reunion album now. So <gasps> really? yeah, so it's all good. Oh my God, that's gonna be so dope. I was gonna ask you about that, so that was further down. But yes. Now that you mentioned it. Yes, yes, we, we're we're working on it for 2022. Yay! Okay, okay. Um, so when you when you're when you guys branched off, I guess when you start your solo career. Mm-hmm. When was that moment? Because usually, what people say in groups is you look and it's like, hmm, that's the MJ out the group. You know, that's Tito. That's you know, <laughs> that's, that's the MJ. Right. Like, when was that moment when they were like, that's MJ? Like, he could really be. Oh, well, it, it, ironically, I never looked at myself as the MJ of the group, and I still don't. I feel like everybody held their own because everybody's role was very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. There was things that they could do that I couldn't do, and there were right. things that I could do that they couldn't do, which makes groups complement each other very well. Right. Uh, and what's funny is the reason we decided to take a break, because we never broke up, we just took a break because one of the members, Brian Pierce, big shout out to Brian, Brian is a pastor. Okay. And he was pastoring while still traveling with Men of Standard, and he was a new pastor. Uh-huh. So he had done it for like three, four, five years maybe. Mm-hmm. And he just came to us, I'll never forget, we was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We was at a uh, church there, get ready to do a concert. And he was like, guys, I gotta come off the road. I gotta pastor my church. My church is, my church is suffering because I'm always on the road. Mm-hmm. And we understood, it's like, yo, you can't start a new church and be on the road. Right. You, have to, you have to be home, be you have there. to be in the community, you have to be there. So my mind was, okay, Brian is gonna go past his church. Lowell and I would do a duets album. Okay. We've been singing together since we were with John. Yeah. That's my brother. Well, Lowell was like, ah, nah, I wanna do a solo album. Okay. And I looked at him like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, cool. So Brian went to Pastor's Church. Lowell went on to do a solo album. At the time, I was singing with Kurt. So I was still traveling, working, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just started getting this pull. Everybody, man, you need to do a solo album. And I was like, I'm good. And for four years, I fought it. I fought it. I would start on a song, wouldn't finish. Mm-hmm. And four years, I went back and forth. Cause, and what I realized later on was I was nervous because I had never been on stage by myself, ah, ever. Okay. And I never saw myself by myself. By yourself, yeah. So when I finally decided to do it, mm-hmm. you know, God breathed on it. It kind of took off, and the rest is history. But I was the one that was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I mean, they were even telling me, bro, you need to do you a solo album. It, yeah. So it, it, you know, they everybody pushed me, and everybody saw what I couldn't see. Um, and I'm glad I kind of like yielded. And, yeah, it, uh, it kind of worked out, right? It kind of worked out. Yeah. It, it, I kind of don't want to go back. Let <laughs> me tell you something, spending that money three ways is way harder than taking a check by yourself. Uh, right, but those right. are my brothers, and yeah. uh, I think it's time. Uh, we need to revisit some things that we wanted to do then that, that our solo careers actually afforded us to be able to do now. Got it. You know, we were still trying to climb this mountain. Everybody's trying to get over this hump. We had dreams and goals yeah. and aspirations that labels could not support financially. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a position we can do it on our, do it on our own. Right. And uh, so now we get to do it the right way, the way we always wanted to do it then. So I think the time is now. 
Time is now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, yeah, I can see that divvied up three ways. And, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't count my money, Elo. <laughs> Get your hand out my pocket. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I have to say this. I have to say this because me and my cousin have had this argument for like. I don't, it's not even an argument. Debate, rather. Did y'all fight? For, Somebody swing? No, I, this oh, is man. like my best friend. I oh, okay, would cool. never like, shout out to Lele. What up, Lele? Um, <laughs> we have this thing about John P. Key versus Fred Hammond. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> right. Like, who do you think would do better in versus? Like, in regards to hits, production, like all that. Because <sighs> I say Fred. Like, Fred... David has just been my heart, but I also do like John because mm -hmm. that's the churchy side, but I definitely like the contemporary. So that's kind of. Well, so the way I answer that question is mm -hmm. it's a matter of preference because if you churchy, John all day. Yeah. If you lean more on the contemporary and worship, Fred all day. Uh, but hit for hit? Yeah. Oh, they go battle because they both got hit. Right, that's what I said. And Cause Fred, when, once Fred finishes with Radical, he 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 can then go in reverse and go back to commission. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and John has hits from the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. So hit for hit, oh man, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna both of them gonna be standing. <laughs> but in terms of what you feel like, who you would lean on the side of, it's a matter of preference. preference like yeah. like if you a churchy traditional, you like that old school. Yeah. John Key all day long. Absolutely. If you if you want a little bit more contemporary praise and worship. Fred, but they both they both icons. Absolutely. Like like living literally living legends. Yeah. And I've had, I've been blessed to work with both of them, know both of them, and I think that would be a fun versus to watch I though. Know. I ain't gonna lie. That would be. Yeah, that would be really good. Versus y'all hit it. Get it together. That's what I'm saying. Um, which brings me to the next one. Uh, you and uh Zakardi. Yeah, y'all y'all ain't see my post? Y'all need to hurry up and make that happen. A versus? Yeah. Oh, Zakardi would kill me. Why would you say that? You gotta show up and. and... Well, I'm, I'm saying it like this. Like, first of all, I'm a Zaccardi fan, so I'm talking <laughs> from a fan perspective. Like, he's like one of my, he's like on my, he's like one of my top three male vocalists in the world. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. special. He's different. Yeah. He just he just cut from a different cloth. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> I'm see, I'm from North Carolina, and I don't have a jealous bone or an envious bone in my body. I, I literally get off on supporting other people. Mm -hmm. And so I would literally be on my verses with him, rooting for him. Like, man, don't, you know what I'm saying? It would be bad. They'd be like, singing his songs. Right, like singing his songs, forgetting the words of my own. But he, like, I've been blessed to have a close relationship with him, but I ain't, I don't have enough, I feel like you, can, you don't have enough hits. To do, you gotta have hits to do verses. Yeah. I haven't had enough albums. I haven't had enough, like, of my own. I just want y'all to do runs. Y'all ain't even got to do Oh, I'm no losing hits. that. I'm tearing right now. <laughs> I'm old, baby. I walk now. <laughs> He running. I, let me tell you something. I walk. I don't run no more. Mm -mm. He can oh have that. He do stuff that. Now I can see Zacardi and maybe a Daryl Walls doing a yeah, run battle. For sure. I don't run, baby. For I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Well, how was this? Was back in the day, literally probably a decade ago. Uh, celebration of the gospel with Fred Hammond. Celebration of praise. That tour. The tour. Yeah. Festival of Festival Praise. Festival yes. of Praise. Yeah. That was dope. Now, I ain't being funny and I'm not being biased. <laughs> he's had several, I think he's had three or four different Festival of Praise mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. Ours was the best, hands down. 
I went to that one. It was the best. Yeah. I went to his first one. It was cool. But that second one yeah. with myself, Zaccardi Cortez, Kimberell, Jessica Reedy, Israel Houghton, Hezekiah yes. Walker, Donnie McCurkin, Kimberell. Yes. That one was dope. With Marcus D. Wiley hosting. It was the great because it was a perfect combination of friends that literally like we rock with each other and we had so much fun. So it wasn't really about what happened on what the happened? stage for us. It was the foolishness that happened on the bus, <laughs> in the dressing rooms, from city to city, the the, the phase 10 yeah. games on the bus and all these different things. So what people saw in the audience, what you experienced mm -hmm. on in the audience was literally uh, the family and the relationships that we had off stage. So that was like, I've been on a lot of tours. That was, that goes down in one of my top three. I had so much fun. I can so kind of see that, yeah. That was dope. That was really yeah, dope. Yeah, that was a great I tour. I hate that it stops. I was yeah, like, we, I we mean, wanted to go on. Round. Yeah, we wanted to, <laughs> we wanted to do we wanted to do a, a, a second leg of it, mm -hmm. but you know the business. I guess yeah. the business of it didn't work out uh, in terms of trying to just reroute it and do it again because right. uh, those tours are super expensive. Absolutely. Um, but if we ever get a chance to do it again, I'll put sign me up. <laughs> Festival of praise. <laughs> Volume two, let's do it. Volume two. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, so now you have uh, Fortune's live talent yeah. show. Yeah. With James Fortune. Yes. How did that start? So that show started, let's say 2016. So that so first of all, James. <laughs> so James and I have been friends, or like close, solid friends for at least 10, 12 years now, right? So James and I got really close during the MySpace era. No, I'm a, uh, even no, no, not MySpace. I'm sorry. Periscope. Remember Periscope? Oh, yeah, yeah. When Periscope, when MySpace was kind of phasing out and Periscope was kind of coming in doing the stuff yeah. that, that MySpace couldn't do. <laughs> me and James, so me and James would do Periscope videos. Mm -hmm and people would go crazy. So we would just be on there clowning, laughing, joking people. So uh, maybe a few years later, around 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. James started this little talent show thing on his, on his page. Okay. And it was he was doing it by himself. Mm -hmm. And I would just get on and clown with him. I would just get on, so one time I, I, I you know, it was a praise dancer on, I put makeup on, I put powder <laughs> on my face and made it like I was a liturgical praise dancer. <laughs> and. So we, then we took a break for a couple of years. So when the pandemic hit in 2020, it. it was like, Fortune's Live Talent, let's go. So he, we kind of revamped it. And he was like, yo, I don't want you to be a co-host. I want you to be a host with me. Yeah. He was like, I, we, we can change the name. I said, no, you can't change the name. I ain't tripping on it. It's your show. I yeah. said, I'm just, I'll partner with you. Let's rock. And we do everything down the middle. But it was his vision. And it has taken off in the it pandemic. Has. Like, literally, we clown and we laugh and we have a good time. But... It got me, him, and so many thousands of people through the pandemic. Really? Literally, because people were down on hope. Yeah. They were sure. lonely. They were they were lost. They were, it wasn't nothing funny. Yeah. People were dying. Yeah. People were sick. People were afraid. Yeah. People lost money, homes, you know, and we found a way to muster up energy to make them laugh, mm -hmm. which in return kind of was healing for us because yeah. all my dates got canceled. Yeah. All my opportunity, I dropped an album in a pandemic that tanked. So, so many things happened. So it was our way of kind of digging ourselves mm -hmm. and allowing people to see the see us vulnerable. Right. And it turned into this. So we, we, we went for 30 weeks straight, 30 Mondays consecutively. Wow. And then we took a break and then we came back 
about five, four weeks ago with season two. Yeah. And now it's like every Monday people are like, yo. And let me tell you what's funny about it, and we can move on, but what's funny about it is so many people watching that we don't know. Because mm -hmm. you can't, they can see us, but we yeah, can't see them unless right, they comment. Right. And it's almost like they don't want us to know they watch, <laughs> but it comes out in conversations or it comes out in a post. So you'll right. see. So it's like it's really making an impact. And we've been we've been blessed and fortunate, no pun intended, but we've been fortunate yeah. to be able to bless people. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a friend that was really sick, and we were able to uh, sow eleven thousand dollars into him to help him wow. with his doctor bills and wow. his personal bills. There was a young lady who was down on her luck, and she her house her apartment was up for eviction. Her mm -hmm. car was up for repo, and we was able to pay her a rent up for like three, four months, That's get her car. No, yeah. so we were able to not only laugh, joke, have fun, but be a blessing right. to somebody. Right. Use the platform that God has given us to pay it forward. So right. it's fun. I look forward to it, it every Monday. It is fun, y'all crazy. Because we don't have no respect of person. We go laugh at everybody. I don't care who you I are, where that. you are. If it's funny, we go laugh. I see that, but yeah. that's a part of life. Yeah, and my name means laughter. Isaac means laughter. So I'm always laughing and clowning and having a good time. Uh, so oh, it comes out. It comes out. It, it was. It was nervous because this is not a gospel show. Right. I'm a gospel artist. James is a gospel artist, but this is not a gospel show. Mm -hmm. It's a talent show. Right. So whatever your talent is, right. You sing. If you rap. If you you don't got to do gospel, you can do what you want to do. Right. You know, we try to keep it. You know, we try to monitor, right. keep not it clean, vulgar, but yeah. not too vulgar. <laughs> but whatever your talent is. Right. And so church people tried to keep us in a box. Mm. And we fought it, and we fought it, and we fought it. They tried to make it about everything else other than what we what? intended for it to be. Right. And we fought it. So what happened was, it's just almost like I'm not comparing us to Beyonce, but you know Beyonce doesn't fight her own battles anymore. You know that, right? Right. right. Something happens with Beyonce. The Beehive fights her battles. Absolutely. So the Fortune Live talent stood up for us when people was trying to tear it down and y'all laughing at this and y'all picking at this, and they stood up for us, and we yeah. didn't have to say a word. So that really made us feel good that, that we're slowly but surely breaking out of that traditional church box we can talk right. about everybody and laugh at everybody but we don't but y'all can't do it no 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 we we people too right so that's what it is that's what everybody does <laughs> yeah yeah that's what everybody does but we uh, get in trouble when we do it yeah because you're on the platform yeah we breaking that monotony up we we, we tearing yeah. that down yeah kirk did that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we yeah they they should know better now church mm -hmm. people are human yeah yeah wow. leave my friend alone <laughs> <laughs> I love Kirk. Kirk has been a part of my life since he came out. So, right. um, yeah. All right. Um, let's take a break right now. And after the break, we'll have more of Isaac Curry. Don't go nowhere. You feeling the show yet? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, like, and share the episode. All Out Necessity will be right back. Welcome back, you guys. I'm here with Isaac Curry, and we have just <laughs> been having so much fun. So let's get back into it, shall yes. we? We shall. <laughs> okay, this part of my show is called In the Lab, which means life in and balance. In the lab? Yes. All right. Which means life and balance. I like that. You like that? Life and balance. Yeah, I came up with myself. It's an acronym for me. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay, so your family, wife and kids. Uh -huh. Okay, how many kids do you have? Three. Two are grown, on their own. So I'm taking care of one. A grown kids. <laughs> but I have three. Okay, okay. Um, so how how long have you been married? 17 years. Ooh, that's yeah. good. I don't hear Pray for me here. <laughs> oh, well, better yet, pray for her. Pray for her. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. I don't hear that a lot no more. Like, yeah. you know. 
after a certain decade, you know, it just kind of just... Yeah, ups and downs, ins and outs, and all around the merry-go-round. But, you know, some way, somehow, we we made it, you know, and and we're making it. You know, it's not it's not an easy feat, but it is what it is. And yeah. um, I think you get out of anything what you put into it. Right. So, um, yeah, 17. In January, will be 18. She's been through the touring. She's been through... She's been through everything. The everything. foolishness, the touring, the ups, the downs, and everything else. And, um, a yeah. foolishness in there? Yeah, some foolishness in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a black man in America. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we always got a little foolishness, but... It's a little... Oh, it's not how you start a thing. It's how you finish. How you finish. Oh, it's how you, it's how you come out. <laughs> and I'm still standing. Yeah, she's a good girl. She's a oh trooper. Because I would have left me. Oh, you were that you know, bad. It's, it's just the power of a queen that, Loves yeah, that, 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 that just deals with our indeficiencies and our, you know, whatever it is. And I'm, you know, I used to be a guy that, that it's not that I never didn't want to talk about it. I just didn't feel like uh, there was a proper platform for me to talk about certain things. Um, Cause it didn't make sense. Um, yeah. But as I've gotten older, you know, I was talking to somebody one time and they told me, you have to learn how to accept your good, your bad, and your ugly. Right. And embrace all three of those people. Right. Because all three of them are, make you who you are. Absolutely. And sometimes we only embrace the good and we hide, hide the bad. Right. But it's like, if I had not gone through everything, everything. Yeah. it wouldn't make me who I am. So Absolutely. gone are the days of me trying to cover up my good, my bad, or my ugly. It's just like, it is what it is. Right. And then you just keep going. And right. you just try to be better. Right. And you try to do better. And you just try to evolve. So that's where it is. Right. Yep. Praise God for evolution. Ah, uh, hallelujah. And a wife that's going to stick by you. Until she don't. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Please. Hang Please. on in there, Doc. Hang in there. <laughs> okay. So you said two of your kids are grown. Yeah. Um, any musicians? Any singer? Yeah, my son plays drums. Okay. I think all three of them sing. Okay. Well, I know my son sings. My daughter, my daughter sings. My oldest daughter sings. My youngest daughter can sing, but I don't. I don't really think that, like I don't get involved with that because I'm a I'm I'm a person that feels like do what do you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, don't feel the pressure of doing what I do. You know, whatever comes natural for you, whatever you're great at, whatever you gravitate to, that's what you should do because that's where your heart is going to be. You know, I think it's dangerous when you try to follow the footsteps of someone else unless it's innately in you, you know, and you just have that gift. Like LeBron James' son can just play basketball, but Michael Jordan's sons tried to play Got and it, it didn't work out for him. So you have to do what naturally falls in line for you. And I think the, the greatest experience is life. The greatest teacher is life, and, like, life is going to show you where you're supposed to be because I wanted to be a ball player. I, I played ball in school, and I was like, my goal was the NBA until I realized I wasn't that good to make it to the NBA. <laughs> I was good, but I wasn't that good. That good. So I had to fall back on my gift, mm -hmm. you know? So these kids today have a little bit more, a little bit more opportunity, a little bit more wherewithal and wisdom or opportunity or information. Right. So, you know, and then, like, we are not, like, I feel like when my mom was raising me, she was older than me raising them. Okay. And my mom... Like we're like parents today are really more culture driven, mm -hmm. so we know what's going on, we know what's out there, right. we know what's popping, we know what's not. So we can guide, give them advice, tell them what's what's hot and what's not if they listen. Right. You know, so they all finding their own way. My youngest daughter, she's uh, 14, so 
I don't know what she gonna do, but she got a nice voice. She play a lot. She like to play sing around yeah. the house. Yeah. And if you can play sing and you can mess up a song, that means you can get it right. Because right. I can hear through it. But mm -hmm. I don't. I don't never say nothing because she'll get shy. Yeah, I was. That's probably why I'm still waiting because I, I want my Jackson Five. They don't have a choice. <laughs> oh God, Joe Jackson. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, they don't have a choice. I love the Jacksons, though. I do, too. Who doesn't? Like, Greatest musical family of all time. Of course. I mean, they didn't have a childhood, and they went through a lot. But they gave us a great they childhood. They gave us a great childhood, right? God bless <laughs> and them adults. all. Like, God bless them gosh, all. Gosh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I see you run a lot. Exercise. Walk. Oh, so that what you be putting? It's walking. Yeah, I walk. Walking really fast. Yes, I oh. walk really fast, but I do walk. Okay, okay. My knees can't handle all that running. Oh, okay. But I try to do like six miles a day. Oh. And um, I found a trail by my home, and it started off with four miles. And then, you know, I'm a guy to just try to push and try to push. So I was like, oh, let me go this way. One day I got back to my car, I was like, four miles and four and a half. And so then I found a route maybe like a month ago that was uh, six miles. It was like almost exactly six miles. Okay. And it was a, it's a cool, chill walk by water. So I just walk it, and when I get back to my car, it's six miles. So I, I do it every day, um, and sometimes I try to do it twice. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's relaxing. It's, it gives me time to think. I'm not on my phone. Sometimes I listen to music. A lot of times I don't, because I want to hear nature. Mm -hmm. I want to connect, and um, it's chill. And ultimately, it's exercise. You know, I try to I, I try to really govern my body and make sure that I stay in shape. And the older I get, it's harder. Yeah, the older you get, it's just some parts that don't want to budge. <laughs> and I'm not the guy, no shade, no hate, no shade, but I'm not the guy that runs for surgeries when you can be disciplined and do the work. I've seen it done, mm -hmm. you know? So if you just apply yourself and do the work, it'll turn. It might take a little long, yeah. but it, it, you'll get there. And and abs ain't built in the gym. Yeah. Abs are built in the kitchen. So it's really about what we eat. And that's my problem. I like to eat. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very intentional about trying to watch my diet as well. And it's a, it's a, trust me, I ain't talking like I got it together. I just get my butt up every day and do it when I don't want to do it. Cause I know that's it's not, I know it it's, I know. Yeah. And that's, that's discipline. Cause I do it only when I feel like doing it. Yeah, I do it, I do it when I don't feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, every time I do, I'm happy, even though I complain the whole time. I'm like, mom, because I tell myself, I'm this, I'm this guy. You know you don't have to do this, right? Yeah. You don't got to do this. <laughs> you, you don't have, you can just be merry and do what you want to do. But it's like, I want to live, man. Yeah. I don't want to die because of something that I could control. Food, I don't want food to kill me. Right. Because I didn't have no discipline. Right. And the lack of exercise and I did, whatever I could do to prevent that, Drinking water and all this stuff. I just try to implement. I have good things. You know, I, I, I cheat and drink my soda. Well, I don't really drink sodas, but juice and cake and all whatever I want. But I try to do it in moderation. Okay, well, I was just gonna ask a regimen, but it doesn't really look like you have one. Mm -mm. Just okay. mainly, just yeah. I meal prep though. I have a meal oh, prep. Oh, you do meal yeah, prep. I do meal prep. Okay. Because it's easier. But you know, it is what it is. Elo, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. If I had it all together. I'll probably do this whole interview with no shirt on. <laughs> but it ain't together yet, so I got this sweatshirt on. Pray for me here. <laughs> oh my God, if I have my way, I eat pizza every day, literally. Pizza? I love pizza. I got a good pizza spot I gotta tell you about. Oh, 
Remind me. I, I, it's probably I've the been best trying pizza. To hit up every last one of them. No, in it's the best pizza you probably ever had. I'm telling you, it's been no. in Chicago and it's been in New York. No, in not better in New York. I'm telling you. No. It smacks. It smacks. I'm gonna tell you about it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna be waiting on that because I love pizza. Okay. <laughs> Next, and then we're gonna have a little bit of fun time. Fun. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, how important? Just in life, not because of the gospel industry, but just in life, how important is your faith and spirituality um, and how you move and things that you do uh, for progression and things like that? How important is it? Because everybody has their own little take. You know, we have the religious of every Sunday, every Bible study, every whatever, but then you have people that just are spiritual beings. So yeah. how how important is it for you to stay whole and well-grounded? Yeah, my faith is super important. I understand that I would not be here if it wasn't for my relationship with God, my faith, my drive, what I believe. Uh, although my concept of church has changed mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, you know, um, it's, it's, it's something when you grew up in church all your life, and then as you get older, you start coming to the knowledge of real truth. Yes. And then you have to undo some of the things that were taught to you mm -hmm. incorrectly. Absolutely. Not because they were bad people. Right. Sometimes just because they didn't, didn't know, know and yeah. lack of information, right? Absolutely. We live in an era now where we have information and things are broken down uh, from a different perspective, so we mm -hmm. see it differently. So undoing those things that I was like, oh, you're going to hell for this, you're going to, you know. <laughs> no, no, I'm good, you know? And so for me, what really opened my eyes was the pandemic. The, what, let me tell you what the pandemic did for me. It showed me me. Okay. And it showed me that God can move through me, for me, without me having to touch my neighbor three times. Mm -hmm. High five your neighbor. And right. I ain't have to go to nobody's church. Right. I didn't particularly have well, to hear a preacher <laughs> for God, for, for me to see God provide for me and my family, for, to see God open doors and see God make ways out of no ways. Uh, and it opened my eyes, like we connect our faith to a building and to a church. And to, and, 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 and sometimes I, yeah, and I have, a, I have a pastor, big shout out to my pastor, Pastor Darius Daniels, Pastor Shamika Daniels, they're amazing people, great teachers, but I'm gonna tell you what I love about my pastors now. I love the fact that as strong and hard as they go for the spiritual growth, they go for natural growth. Yes. You know, yeah, I want you to live your best life in faith, but I want you to live your best life in life. Yes. You know, I want you to be Absolutely. a good person. I want you to Absolutely. make good business decisions. Absolutely. I want you to, you know, expand your mind, you know, jump out and get those dreams. That's not necessarily attached to the Bible. Right. So church people sometimes are so overly, we're, we glutton ourselves with spiritual food that naturally we suffer. Absolutely. And then we mad at God when something don't happen. You gotta apply yourself. So that's where that faith comes in for me. It's like faith without works is dead. So it's important for me to not only believe, for me, for me to not, but for also for me not to just be a hearer but a doer. So I've learned the balance of it because to me, church is the place that lacks the most balance. Yes. It's like it's either this or, or that, that versus this I and hate. that. Absolutely. And you can have both. So I take my faith very seriously but I take my life seriously. And I want to live a balanced life. I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. I want to live life on the edge. I, I want to take risks, no risk, no reward. I want, to, I want to be able to have a good time, but I want to be able to feel good about myself. You know, you, get, you only get one of these lives. One. So you have to just kind of jump out there, mm -hmm. you know, and the, 
for, for my spiritual people that watch your show. <laughs> um, you have to launch onto the deep. Yeah. If you keep fishing in the pond and in the puddle of water and you catch these little goldfish and trash, it's because you're not launching. If you don't launch out and throw that thing out there, you'll never know what you'll grab. Absolutely. You know, so even if you have to do it afraid, just do it. And I've learned that life for me is not only uh, being able to take my faith and, and, and live in it and, and, and speak on it and be unapologetically a believer, but take risks too. Have fun and live your life. And that's what I want to do. And I'm not going to allow anybody any longer yeah. to ever put me in a box again. Absolutely. So I'm in the process of undoing all of the traditional, you can't do this, you can't say this. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. <laughs> when I wanna do it. When I wanna do it, how I wanna do it, yeah. because I know how far I can go. Absolutely. Based off what I believe and right. based off who I serve. Mm -hmm. So I don't need anybody to tell me right. per se. Not saying I don't have some, somebody in my life, I run things by right. the people that I revere and the people that I respect. Right. You have accountability. I think it's wisdom, right? Yeah. Accountability. Mm -hmm. But everybody just can't tell me what to do. Because right. a lot of times I realize that people don't really want you to do what. They you want to. They, yeah. No, they don't want you to do what you want, what they think is best for you. They want you to do what they want you to do. Yeah. I think you should do this. Yeah. yeah are you a Christian? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> and that's my life, and it's been like that for the last four or five years, but the pandemic opened my eyes completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because all we had to do was trust God at, the, at that point. Yeah, that's all we there had. Was, there was no And the no playing ground was even. Nobody had the advantage. When I say nobody, millionaires, yeah. you can't what, what can you do? Because even people with money, Lost hope. Exactly. People didn't have money, was really scared. You know, so we all was confused trying to figure out, oh, because we had never experienced anything like it, right? Right, right. So it, for those of us who trust God, yeah. that know God, that lean on that higher power, Absolutely. we really tapped in and we had to like really, all right, God, no, huh? Absolutely. What's this? We good? Yeah. You know, and it was one of those moments. And if you, I just always said, I want to come out of this better than I came in. Yes, for sure. If I come out doing the same thing, thinking the same way, speaking the same way, expecting the same results, then something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I became a better person because of it. I can't wait to display all of the things that Absolutely. have come out of this and that were birthed during the pandemic. Absolutely. Very good, very good. Okay, so now, okay, before we end the show, I always do things kind of personalized, but you have a lot going on, so I figure since you do have a personality, okay. um, we're going we're gonna to do this. It's going to be a little bit of a mixture of music, but also TV. And hopefully you'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, good luck. Okay, um, this one you have to name the correct musical. Don't do that. You should get this. Okay. You should get this, especially from what I know, or okay. at least what I think I know. Okay. Okay. Um, and if you feel like singing a little bit, you could too. Probably not, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would say that. Just, I want to manage your oh expectations, gosh, that's all. Oh my gosh, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so which movie, which musical movie was made in 1986? I have four. Okay. Grease. What was what year? 1986. 86, okay, Grease. Mm -hmm. Grease, Lion King, Little Shop of Horrors, or Beauty and the Beast? Lion King. No. 
Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Grease was made in 86? No. Which one? You said everything but the right one. The Little Shop of Horror. I ain't never even heard of that. Really? Never in my life. Oh my God, we cannot be friends. What? You've never heard of Little Shop of Horrors? Never. That's what is it? Pam and Gina came from. Pam and Gina who? From Martin? Yes. They were in that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh my God. I know them from Martin. Well, I knew Gina from school days. That was like a musical. And, well, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But I never even heard of that. I. But you know, this, to be fair, let me help you with this. I'm going <laughs> to just bless you real quick. You're going to do the church thing? No. <laughs> I've never seen The Wizard of Oz. What? I saw The Wiz. That's one with okay, Michael Jackson. Okay, as long as you saw that one. But, as long as you saw that one. Everybody's telling me people trip out that I haven't seen The Wizard of Oz. No, 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 no. no. I, we ain't gonna trip over that. As long as you saw the Wiz. I saw the Wiz. I saw the, I saw the black one. Yes. As long I as just, saw that. I just haven't seen the Wiz. So I'm, I'm, I'm different. Like things like that don't move me. Yeah. And I never saw Grease. I did see The Lion King, and I did see. You had to one? see all of them. What's the other one? <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I don't even think I saw that, but I, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> I'm not a, you know the greatest musical I've ever seen in my life? Which one? Hamilton. And that's really? just came up. Really? That was the best one? That I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I'm not, for somebody who does music, I'm not that guy. Wow. I'm not that guy. I don't want, they put me to sleep. <gasps> they do. They do, musicals don't do nothing for me. Now I go to a play, but it gotta be funny. It has to be, I'm a laughing guy. I don't wanna hear a bunch of people sing. You know? It was kinda funny. Yeah, but it's singing, and I, it, it kind of it throws me off when you're. <laughs> but Elo, what are you doing? We're supposed to. Oh! <laughs> you know, okay, and that throws me off. I'm like, what is this? That's the best part because you don't know when it's, it's so going to happen. <laughs> it's so bro. How how we go from like, you never saw Grease? I know that's the, I don't the like that. when you just did it, you see how like that, that was funny. Just act for me, Denzel, me, baby. You ain't never gonna see Denzel in though. Ain't no he, musical. He can't sing. Yeah, but he can act. <laughs> and he keeps my attention. He can't sing. I don't. Why would this be the musical? I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm saying, like, you I'm would a, do a musical? Yeah, I do. They pay well. <laughs> okay. I would do it, do but I'm saying I'm music. not a student of musicals. Yeah. Oh my god. I've done plays. That's homework. So. Okay. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. Little, Little Shop of Horrors. What is it about? A little shop of horrors. Horrors? <laughs> horrors. What's a horror? Like scary, oh. but it's not really scary. It's funny. Little shop of horrors. Okay. Yeah. I'll look into it. Yeah, you have to. Like you go have him back on the show. Of course. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> you better. That was. Okay, so I'm over one. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. That was terrible. That was definitely terrible. I'm definitely disappointed. I'm oh, sorry. One. But this one you should. This one you should. Now this one. Good luck. The best TV show in the 90s, Fresh Prince of Martin. Martin. Okay. To me. Okay, you, you gained a point back, you okay. gained a point back. All right, so how well do you know Martin? What you mean? Like the show. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty familiar. Everybody say that. I am, but I went to a couple of episodes live too in LA. Really? Yeah, I went to, you remember the episode? I'm so jealous. You remember the episode where they went on vacation and he was fighting with that? The, the rat. I was in the audience <laughs> really? on that show. And then you remember he the episode we had uh, Marty Marge meatloaf and waffles. Yeah, I was in the audience. Like, no, oh, here. But they taped both of those episodes the same day, and I was there. Wow. 
So I'm yeah. pretty familiar. I, I, yeah. I think I like to think I've seen every episode. I have Gordon. Yeah. Maybe not time. when him and Gina was going to the thing and he started. Yeah, that was that, it got a little that weird. last season. But was when he long. was in the when he was in his pot when he was in his bag. Yeah. Oh, I was there. Season one through five. Was yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Smacks. Okay, so we have three questions and then we'll be done. Okay. So what was Martin's favorite hangout spot? Nipsey's. <laughs> Who did Martin call to quit his job when he said they called me? Stan? No. When, when Martin, who did Martin call to quit his job? Yeah, when he said they called me. Who did he call to quit his job when he said they called me? He, he said it when he was on the phone. If it was, uh, I said Stan because I was thinking about the radio I know station. the radio, but it wasn't. Was it Gina? No. Okay. This was during, okay, I'm going to give you a hint. This was during the time he was at unemployment office getting all these jobs. But this was the last one that he quit. And you said he called somebody. Yes. You got me on that one. Oh, my God. It you was the Buffin Boss, remember? Yeah, when he was buffing the yeah, thing. Yeah, but he was like, he, yo, Buffin Boss. I quit. That's what Oh, because <laughs> I was about to say I remember the one where he was buffing. And, and right, he was, yeah. Right, yeah. But that was like before that. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm familiar. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Come on, Ike. Disappointed <laughs> in myself. Yeah, this is a sports question. What was the first honeymoon spot for Martin and Gina that they were supposed to go to, but they changed it? You remember the episode? Oh, my God. I know you remember. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh, if you don't get this It was, one. what was the first honeymoon spot that they were supposed to go to before they changed it? Yes. You got me, man. What? I know you remember. I'll probably go remember, remember what you Remember, they did a date, the double date, and then they were at the pool table. You remember that one? And then they were doing a little limbo. Got me. Oh, it was the Pelican Inn Got in me. Jamaica. Oh, my God. What did they change it end up going to, though? Wherever they got married at with Babyface and all that, I forget. Okay, gotcha. Oh, on, on the beach. Yeah. yeah gotcha. I, can't I can't believe yeah. you don't know my... You know the details. I, you're supposed to be a But I know But I know the episodes, you know the deep. <laughs> I know the episodes, but I, you know the deep. See, nobody can go neck and neck with me with Martin. I keep okay. telling people... So this is really not a game about me. This is a game about you. I mean, technically, it was about you. Definitely but was about you. It was a level challenge. Because you would ask me questions, you would ask me about the Lakers. <laughs> you would ask me about the Cowboys. I don't know about that. Exactly, but you're supposed to be talking to me, Elo. <laughs> to make it fun, if you know Martin, it it just made it easy. I love Martin though. That was like, to me, still is. That's why one of the greatest shows yeah. ever on TV. Yeah. Like for ever. Sure. For sure. Like. I don't ever want to, you know, I know God rest Tommy's soul, but even before he passed they away, I never, reboot. I never wanted them to do a reunion because he's not the same. Yeah. And it wouldn't be the same. They can't reboot. They can't yeah. recast. Just leave it. They it's leave a classic. It. But when I tell you yeah. that show, oh my God, <laughs> never missed it. Oh my God. Obviously I did, but I think I did. Yeah. You're going to go back and watch. Me. I, you're judged. You're definitely not as good. Well, it was nice being here. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for real for coming. Absolutely. Um, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming out. I will have you back. Please. Talk to me about that pizza after the show. Yes, um, little shops of horrors. <laughs> little shop of horrors, gotcha. yes. 
All right, guys, remember, every Monday, All Out Necessity, I'm your host, Elo. Peace. So listen, make sure you stay tuned in every Monday to All Out Necessity for love, life, and entertainment, because guess what? It's all out now, baby. <laughs>